0: Welcome to the Weekend Warriors Fishing Podcast, presented by 13 Fishing Canada. Make your own luck. We're here to scratch that angling itch and talk everything fishing. Join us as we sit down with special guests from across the industry. Now, here's your hosts, Brandon Cater and Logan Lewis. What is
1: going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Weekend Warriors Fishing Podcast. My name is Brandon. I'm here with my co-host, Logan Lewis, and uh, we're super excited to be here. This is our 13th episode, and uh, we really appreciate all of you that tune in uh, to the show, follow us on social media. Uh, Being our 13th episode, we really wanted to give back to you guys, so we teamed up with 13 Fishing Canada, our presenting sponsor, And we're going to be doing a giveaway over on our social media platform. So you can go enter on Facebook and Instagram. We're going to be giving away a Fate Black Spinning Rod, Creed X Spinning Reel, and a bunch of baits. Um, This package is valued at $250. So definitely go check it out. Uh, This is kind of our way to give back to you guys for supporting the show and following along with us. So, um, yeah, go check that out. How's
0: it going, (laughs) Logos? It's going going really good. Um, Both of us just got back from... (laughs) <laughs> i was gonna I, roll with that i thought that I, was good I,
1: I just meshed your first and last name together
0: <laughs> that's fine that's low lewis low lewis oh well, um no it's it's going good uh both of us just got back from some some much-needed trips Uh we've been we've been grinding pretty good whether it's just normal life with our normal jobs or the pod and and our our instagrams and stuff uh, but I'm, I'm doing pretty good how about yourself Pretty good. I'm just, uh, I'm
1: excited to get back behind the mic. I mean, it was, uh, it was nice to get away. I was in Clear Lake, Manitoba. You were up north in Saskatchewan here, both of us getting away, uh, getting some fishing in and just relaxing a little bit. So, I mean, I had a really good trip. I went up with, um, you know, my fiance and her family. It was more of a family vacation than a fishing trip. Um, You know, fortunately, we did get on the water and uh, were able to experience what Clear Lake, Manitoba has to offer. Um, You know, lots of beautiful scenery there it's 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 a great place i've never been there before so it was it was really nice to get there and i definitely know why they call it clear lake. that water is absolutely unbelievable
0: yeah it looked like it in the in the videos i saw on instagram there when you released that nice pike that you caught it looked like it just it went on forever there just into the nice bright blue water and um i think that is kind of i guess one of the reasons you should mention that we, we don't have a guest for this episode um both of us were as we said, pretty busy, so uh, it's just going to be me and Brandon for this one, so uh, your treat, I guess, to the, to the listeners, but we just kind of thought we, we talked about the tournament that we were both going to be fishing, our very first tournaments, and we haven't really talked about how that tournament went. Uh, we mentioned it a lot beforehand, so we thought we'd kind of go over that, um, talk about our trips a little, a little bit, and then next week we should, or I guess next episode, we should be back with our regularly scheduled program, having a guest on. We've got a couple of people lined up that I I think people will be pretty interested in, so you can look forward to that. But until then, you just got me and Brandon here. Probably be a bit shorter episode, but just thought we'd kind of update you on some of the things we've been doing.
1: Yeah, and so, I mean, we can jump right into uh, the Buffalo Pound Fishing
0: uh, Tournament that we both... Wait, f- wait, wait. One second. First off, we'd like to mention a quick thanks to SAS Wildlife Federation, uh, Blackfish Gear, and then we'll run, a, <laughs> run an ad here quick from... Uh, lucky bastard distilleries uh, I was lucky enough to stop up at their location in Saskatoon they're a very very nice store um, if if alcohol isn't your thing they have some very nice apparel I'm wearing one of their hats right now um, and their hoodies the one of the hoodies that I got from them very comfortable so we'll run that ad quick here and then we'll get right back into it there are certain moments in life that really stick with you this is definitely one of them. The thrill of the dill, my friends, is not a myth. Prohibition is over, Saskatchewan. Ask about LB's legendary Birmingham's Dill Pickle Vodka. After all, it's not a party until someone pulls out the pickle. Tours and tastings available. Call or stop by 814 47th Street East. And tonight, why not mix your Caesar with some Lucky Bastard? It's the one with the pickle in it.
1: So if you're interested in any Lucky Bastard uh, products, you can definitely go to their website, luckybassard.ca, and use Weekend Warriors and get 10% off their entire website. Uh, like Logan mentioned, they have a beautiful facility um, in Saskatoon if if you ever need to host a party, if you ever need to have a wedding, any type, any type of uh, event that you need a venue for, definitely look into it. It's an absolutely beautiful facility. Uh, with that being said, now we will jump back into the Buffalo Pound Tournament talk, and um, that was that was a tournament hosted by the Saskatchewan Wildlife Federation, so I was I was, was going to mention that. Um, it was very well put on, um, the Saskatchewan Wildlife Federation there in Moose Jaw, I believe it's the Moose Jaw branch, right, that, that hosted it, and um, they did a fantastic job. It was very well ran, everything was safe due to COVID and everything. Uh, it was my first tournament, it was your first tournament, just a fantastic experience overall, like just just being there and kind of seeing how things go down. I mean, you kind of have an idea of how things happen, but um, just physically being there in the environment and, you know, all the boats, all the people,
0: um, it was just really cool to take in. Yeah, no, for sure. I think both of us, we've, we've talked to quite a few tournament anglers on here, uh, whether it's John, Lane, Tim, like, right, we've, we've talked to those people and kind of got an idea of what it's like, but to actually be there and, and be partaking in it. Um, it it definitely was like it, it, I don't know how to explain it. It was it was a ton of fun. Uh, the the ante was there. Like I think that you kind of really start to feel the pressure a little bit, like you don't normally feel when you're just out there on a Saturday, just spending the day, right? So um, I think it was a lot of fun, and definitely won't be my last one. I can I can guarantee that. Yeah, and I mean, what what would be the biggest thing that you took away from that day, Logan? Um i think the biggest thing is you have to be able to adapt right like i think when you're uh like a weekend warrior i guess like me and you are um you're out there you get your your saturday sunday if you're lucky and and you go out there and you kind of i think you fish memories a lot more like you've mentioned in the past you kind of get into that but i think the biggest thing i learned from it is you got to be willing to cut ties with maybe what your original plan was and be willing to pick up and move and then eventually find where the fish are like we started um our morning started we went we we went to one spot that we thought that had been good but with the weed growth and whatnot um in the kind of weeks prior to that it had really changed it it went from a nice sandy drop off to about four and a half feet of weeds that we couldn't do really much with so um we ended up we ran all the way down to the causeway and thought, oh, this would be nice to try out well we had some big storms before that and so it was like chocolate milk down there and tried down there for a bit and then we we had had some information before about some where guys were catching I think it was a day or two before and tried that as well and I was just thinking man this isn't this isn't working out like we we are at zero fish we zero i I guess I had one pike my first tournament fish was a pike of yeah. course so um yeah but the yeah, biggest thing just knowing to adapt and then once we did kind of finally go around and, and start changing things that ended up being one of us bottom balancing one slip bobber, one jigging and kind of trying to figure out what worked. But yeah, just got to be willing to change things. Cause I think when you're out on the weekends, you kind of, you're willing to sit there and, and go through those spots and just try and maybe f- finally get one fish at those spots that you know, right. But with the tournament, you don't have that kind of yeah, time. You're definitely
1: on a time crunch. And that's, I mean, for me, like my biggest thing was like, I mean, I wasn't nervous, but it was kind of nice to get that first one. Like, I got the first fish of the day, and it was kind of like, oh, okay, first one's, you know, got the monkey off the back. And, um, you know, we had definitely after that first fish, it, you know, it was only maybe 10 minutes into the day. You know, definitely have high hopes, right? And then you kind of find a lull. You got to make a move. You know, we were, we were catching fish, bottom bouncing. Then we would run into run into mm-hmm. weeds, and it's like, okay, well, this isn't working anymore. Um, you know, making that transition into trying something, trying something else, and uh, just figuring out what it is that is going to work and not getting frustrated with the process and just f- figuring out that pattern, right? And uh, it, it took a little while. We had we had quite a few fish back-to-back-to-back, to back to back, and then, um, then we had to find a new location. Next thing you know, we, we're catching a couple fish, and then people are moving in on us, right? And then the biggest thing mm-hmm. I think I took away from it is the importance of, of how important boat control is. Like, I mean, I was there with Tim, Tim is, you know, a veteran tournament angler. And uh, the wind picked up. It was super calm on the, you know, in the morning there and it was, you know, it was beautiful. Uh, but the wind did the wind did pick mm-hmm. up and when that wind picked up and, and everybody's, you know, coming around you, it's so important to be able to position that boat um, in, in in a way that's going to benefit you and your your co-anglers, right? And if you're going to work that that drift, if you got to make sure you're not running into guys. Guys are really creeping in on you. I think that's something that like a lot of people don't realize is, is how close in a tournament people are fishing to to each other. Especially if if you can, if you can see somebody on a bite, right. You're obviously going to be eager to check that out as well. Mm -hmm. So bow control, I think was the biggest thing that I took away from that is just like, obviously it's important, but in certain situations on a time crunch, um, you know, when you're dealing with fish, you know, trying to figure out which ones you're keeping, which ones you're throwing out, just, that boat control is so so dang important
0: yeah yeah for sure i think um like it would have been huge like to get to fish that with Tim, right with all the the experience he has like with with my team i was with my buddies from j and j fishing justin and jock and they were the exact same boat as me and brandon we've never fished a tournament right so um we actually ended up losing justin at around 11 because he was going on a flying trip so can't blame him for that um, don't, those don't opportunities don't always come around but so we were down to two guys kind of for the last four hours so um we were actually i think we were at four when justin left we I were just at gonna one say,
1: like, i'm pretty sure i mean not giving up either right like it's easy to get frustrated if yeah. if you didn't bring that up i was gonna bring yeah. that up that like you had mentioned throughout the first porsche two-thirds of the day you only had like four fish and then in the last hour and a half you guys caught like 26
0: yeah we yeah so tim comes you guys come up to us once we finally found you there after after about an hour and a half and we're like oh how are you guys doing and tim's kind of joking around he's like oh we, we got our five and we're like oh that must be nice kind of thing like i caught I, or I guess i i caught one on the jig and Jacques cut one bottom bouncing and like yeah we got we got two and tim thought we were messing around i was like no i'm, I'm serious like we're, we're hurting over here and we're we're right beside guys that are catching we're like what what the hell's going on kind of thing so we're trying to figure that out but yeah me and i we ended up balling and bouncing when we came back from dropping justin off and i missed two bites that would have been game changers for sure um i don't i don't know if, if people really pay attention when the fish bites and how it acts but i would be willing to Put a lot of money on it that both of them are walleye both of them two head shakes i couldn't move them and gone and it was like within five minutes of each other and i was just <laughs> we were we were sitting at i think three fish at that point and i'm like that could have my first goal was to catch five fish for my first tournament just wanted to get that full bag right so um that was devastating we're sitting there and it's like another hour and a half goes by i'm like man I missed those two fish that could have changed things we're hurting we have four fish there's an hour and a half till we have to go way in I was like kind of an hour and a half two hours like what what are we going to do but then we went to I guess the spot it kind of around where my cabin is on Buffalo so we I kind of know that area a bit better and we got on a slip bobber bite that was just double header after double header and we're upgrading I we bought one of the calling systems which was huge for us we but one of those could kind of change the weight that's on the ball and just quickly grab the fish get a weight keep keep them in the water as long as possible and switch them out so we probably we probably called like i would say 10 to 15 times in that hour and a half and so i'm trying to do all that Jacques's reeling in another fish i'm trying to do it again and it was just it was just madness and so yeah it definitely made for a good ending to the day but Everything it was just cookie cutter kind of. So I think of our five fish, they all end up being like two and a half pounds. So it was nice, nice to end like that. But definitely a, a lot of, a lot of pressure throughout the day when you're only sitting at four and you're like, what's going on here? Like I haven't had a, a day this yeah, bad in a while. Yeah, and like <laughs> the thing too
1: is like, especially if, it, it can be frustrating, right? Like when we, where we were fishing, we were, we we're sitting there and there was one boat that just spot locked. They were there all day. They didn't move. They were on they were on, Black they were on Craft, a wake. They, he, you know, just chatting to the guy. He lives out there. He obviously knows something that, you know, a lot of us, I had never fished that like before. I had no idea what to, to, what to expect. Um, even going into the tournament. Nonetheless, I had no idea that there was the quality of fish that are in that lake. I think big, big fish of the day ended up being mm-hmm. like seven, three or something. I mean, to me in Buffalo pound yeah. that like that, that's a, that's a big fish for Buffalo pound. Um, And, I mean, I'm not positive, but I'm pretty sure we watched that fish get pulled in about 40 feet away from us. So, I mean, you could be in the right spots, and you could be doing the right things, um, but sometimes that's just fishing, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of variables and tactics and everything that can take place, but there's also a little bit of luck, too. So, um, we're... We're we yeah, yeah, yeah we we're, were maybe he was like dialed. 40, 40 <laughs> feet away from from that you know big fish of the day so I mean that that fish in itself is a game is a game changer I don't like using that <laughs> word a lot but it, I mean that fish is a game changer I mean that fish was seven three or whatever it was and um we didn't end up getting an over we we had a bunch of fish we we just couldn't get an over I think we had over fifty fish on the day Um yeah. and just no overs in it. That fish was half <laughs> exactly, my bag, <laughs> right? So I mean, right there, you take that into consideration. That that puts the whole day upside down, right? So it's like you never know. And uh, nonetheless, I mean, we both had really good experiences. We both uh, weighed in a full bag. We both um, kind of kicked the dust off of uh, off the boots on the first one, and it definitely gets you excited for for future events. I know, um, you know, we're both gonna fish lots in the future, and for me. Not placing is not mm-hmm. a big deal. I mean, for me, it's all about the experience. Uh, I met nope. a lot of people that day uh, as well too, right? And just being a part of that tournament, um, being one that's hosted by the Saskatchewan Wildlife Federation, um, it was really nice for that one to be our first one, just to be a part of that and, and you know, being partnered with them. Um, nonetheless, great day, great weather, lots of fish, um, and definitely a lot of lessons learned.
0: Yeah. Brandon's being humble here. Brandon's team took home the win over, over my team. Well, what was it by? Like it was, it was over a pound, wasn't it? Uh, it might've been like just under a pound. Just under like a, oh yeah. It was like point point eight more pounds or something, but that, the, the field was so tight too. Like I was looking at it, like I don't, we didn't come in last. That's all, all I'll say for, for that part. But it, that, like Brandon said, the, the whole placing thing, it, it was more about the experience and, it would have been cool to do good on the home lake and stuff but um just that whole experience was a lot of fun and like i think i looked at it like if we had another pound and a half i think you move up like 10 spots from where we were yeah. so it was pretty it was <clears throat> pretty tight near the bottom there um <laughs> but you know, it was it was a good time and yeah tons of fun and i can only imagine how much fun they would be when there's the rules night and the supper and stuff like that getting to actually talk to some of the people yeah you know,
1: right? yeah we, we kind of missed out on we missed out on that experience for a first tournament due to covid Um, You know, and just talking to a lot of guys that, you know, do fish like, you know, the walleye trail, the Sask walleye trail. Um, A lot of them, right, their favorite parts are the award banquets and the suppers and just like having some drinks with the boys and and bullshitting around, right? So we didn't get that experience, but we definitely will in the future. Um, I believe the Sask landing tournament is coming up here on July 11th. So there's that walleye tournament that's coming up. Uh, we had a cool opportunity. We were going to be a part of that, but Logan's got a wedding, so I mean, we're not we're not going to be a part of that this Sorry. year. Hopefully next year. Um, but anyways, that tournament's coming up, uh, and then obviously walleye wars. Uh, there's two of those coming up here throughout the summer, three. as well. Three, three in Saskatchewan. Three. No, not in Saskatchewan, sir. there's oh, okay. a Manitoba, a Saskatchewan, and yeah, Alberta. yeah. I guess yeah. Um, I was going to say yeah. There's two walleye wars coming up here in Saskatchewan. Um, as well, there is going to be the bass battles out of Boundary Dam in uh, Estevan, which we are a, um, sponsor for. So by, if you are a sponsor, if you are, uh, into bass fishing or you want to give bass fishing a try, or you're going to be in Estevan area, definitely check it out. It's going to be over the August long weekend, I believe. Um, so that's another great tournament that's going to be put on by Angler Atlas or my catch by Angler's Atlas um definitely check that out. We have a pretty cool prize package that we're going to be donating uh, a lot of cool stuff from 13 fishing that's going to be involved and up for grabs for people participating in that. So definitely keep that in mind. That's going to be over the August long weekend. Um
0: yeah. Yeah. Lots of lots of tournaments there for sure, I think. The Walleye War one or Walleye Wars ones are uh, they're they're definitely well known in Saskatchewan, a little bit more well known in Alberta since we've kind of gone into those provinces but it's a big chance to make some big money like i think usually top was it top fish takes home like i think at one time it was 10 grand yeah and stuff like that with a full field of anglers right so and
1: i think wasn't there
0: you guys used to do a like a lottery draw but now
1: this year it's just big fish per day gets paid out
0: uh mm, i think it i should know better but it basically yeah there used to be because the whole point of it is, it's it's gathering fisheries information, right? For each fish that you log, so they're getting the the length and the species and whatnot like that. So we want people to measure more fish, right? right. And and submit them for the for the information. So um, there was one where basically each fish entered would give you one ticket into this um, lottery. lottery draw. So you could come in last. You could measure a bunch of twelve-inch fish. You could measure two hundred twelve-inch walleye. And have pretty good odds of coming in and winning the lottery prize which was sometimes like a couple hundred bucks so like that was it was nice for that i was just kind of trying to look at the rules here um yeah i'm not i'd have to look at that for sure to see see what it was but there's like yeah there's the top fish prize which usually takes home a big like the majority of the money right um these ones look like it's a twenty thousand dollar field with a full field of anglers so quite a bit there um let's see i'm just going down to the pricing i think here boards and prizing so for this one this is Saskatchewan one heat wave um first place takes home seventy five hundred dollars with a with a full field second four k third three k fourth two k fifth one thousand then there's some smaller prize elevated tenth then there's a hundred dollar big fish for each day so if you catch the biggest fish of that day there's a hundred bucks and then yeah that just says more prizes and giveaways may be added as they become available so it's looking like there might not be a, a lottery in this one but there is in some of the other tournaments like there was i'm pretty sure there was in Shayna's, uh SAS, or uh multi-species multi-species madness tournament. which i mean so that tournament went over really well for her as well
1: so Shayna hamilton um our first guest on the podcast she also works for my catch now and uh, she hosted her first tournament ever and it was a multi-species tournament throughout Saskatchewan. I don't know if you haven't heard of it. It's it's new this year, so if you haven't heard of it, check it out. I think she's planning on you know doing it continuously now. More. Um, she got the yeah. first one out of the way, and man, we have some unbelievable anglers here in Saskatchewan. Like, um, there was a lot of fish caught in that tournament, and uh, a lot of species. What was it? I think first place took. I think there's twenty three available. And 19. nineteen species was was first place. Yeah, that's I'm pretty and sure that's over that's over yeah. a 10 day period remember right right this one was over a 10 day period yeah 19 species in 10 yeah. days so that's like you're on a grind for 10 days basically and we we know a couple guys that you know we talked to a couple guys that were in it and man they said they were absolute grind like thousands of kilometers log to to go up to the Saskatchewan River and over here to catch this this trout and and whatnot so I mean kudos yeah. to everybody that entered that tournament and you know especially those that placed in, in the top top seeds there. Like, that's fantastic. So um, definitely another tournament to keep your eye on in the future is the multi-species tournament from my catch. Um, but yeah, I mean, let's, let's talk a little bit about our trips here. Uh, you were up at Otter Lake, eh?
0: Yeah, Otter Lake, Saskatchewan, just um, about 45 minutes, 80 kilometers north of La Ronge there. Um, family's been going up there with some of our friends for, I think it's been 11... Eleven or twelve years now, so um, it's kind of turned into the the annual family trip. Um, lots of the lake itself has some really good fishing. Um, obviously, we were there uh, in the dead of the heat wave <laughs> here, so that changed things a lot. Yeah. Um, basically, as as I've been she going there more years, it's been hot. Oh yeah, it was yeah. That was not. I don't like the heat as it is. Like if you give me like a nice like twenty two to. 25 degree fishing day i am mint like i don't need anything above 25 degrees i just (laughs) i can't take the heat but yeah um yeah that that was that was something else so what we did was three of us went up earlier um so i went up (sighs) went up saskatoon friday night and then drove there um later in the day saturday got set up we camped for four nights through this heat wave three of us um so there we did Probably not gonna say lake names, but we did lake trout and brown trout the first day. Uh, got those two. The next day we just fished otter. Um, the bite was on there. It was crazy. I actually caught a burbot for my first fish, which was exciting. That's my favorite species. And I've never caught one up there, especially in the summer. So caught that. Caught a handful of, of walleye and then actually got a nice twenty-one and a half incher, which up there is is pretty good. Um, the lake's pressured pretty heavily and as in the north they grow a bit slower right so um manage that and then the next day would have been I guess if your fault if you follow us on Instagram I kind of did like a yeah kind of update like that which was which was kind of fun but um the next day was some more lake trout but then another stocked lake for um I didn't even know brookies were in there I thought it was rainbows and brown trout but we caught I think we in an hour and a half between the three of us we caught like 15 or so brookies and rainbows some really nice brookies and the, the rainbows looked pretty sweet as well so got that done and then uh wednesday was kind of a chill day wait for the rest of the family to get up there so that kind of concluded the camping um and then we were in the the nice cabins they have some really nice log like kind of duplex cabins up there so yeah we were staying in those, those looked absolutely yeah. beautiful like just from they would have been even more beautiful if they had ac yeah oh yeah i can only imagine but just from <laughs> yeah. like
1: you know uh the, the stories that you were doing of, of the cabins and stuff, those look like uh pretty luxury living up there. so
0: Yeah. Like as far as uh, actually I was talking to Zach Brown, our, our last guest and I said, I know as far as the North goes, like this is, this is mint, this is luxury. Right. But I was like, when it's like this, like AC would be, would be sweet. We had three fans, but all it's doing is blowing, blowing hot air around. Right. So <laughs> yeah. But no, yeah, we, we did that. It's just when we fished otter on Monday, um, I had some videos, so I looked back at the helix. Um, I, I can't remember what it was, but I, sh- I should look here quick. Actually, get the actual numbers because it was ridiculous how much the water changed. Um, we were when we started the day on Monday. There, we are talking temperature. I believe, yeah, temperature wise, like the. Let's see if I can find it here. It's looking like the temperature was. It's not in that video, of course. The temperature was. degrees fahrenheit on that monday and the bite was on it was great by the time thursday or friday rolled around the lake had gone up 15 degrees and it was basically i think it went up to 80 what would that be that'd be 80 degrees fahrenheit right and so 80 i believe 85 degrees fahrenheit is 30 degrees celsius water so yeah that water got stupid warm of course the the bite changed and for those of you who don't know otter lake is part of the churchill river system so there's quite a few flowing flowing areas but usually we don't have to fish those kind of areas so it's a bit harder to get down there and actually get in the zone where you're going to get that bite so the fish all either went deeper than i wanted to fish so over that like 25 to 30 or they were in the in the channels in the fast moving water where all you end up doing is snagging because you can't really get where you where you want to with all the rocks and stuff so when you um, said it definitely made it a bit when more you difficult. said the water
1: temp jumped i was expecting like five six
0: degrees like wow mm. yeah it was ridiculous so basically that that like we still caught some fish there is it's mostly smaller ones at that point but um yeah definitely that 15 degree change really really played a role there and it became a lot more of a, a swimming swimming trip for lots of the people than a than a fishing one understandably so with with how hot that was there but kind of the the saving grace for that was kind of figuring out the lake trout game up there um i haven't got to do that a ton but we were pretty successful on on one of the lakes that was only 20 kilometers away so that was kind of the evening game plan was come in have some supper and then go out for the the lake trout bite and some of the videos i have on the on the helix there of the the graph just on the 2d it was just ridiculously so going up, down, up, down, and these marks are coming all over the place. It's lighting up red all over the graph. So that was definitely a pretty good experience for really my first time actually targeting lake trout on my on my own or without without someone who'd done it before. So um, definitely a good time. Uh, I was actually only two. I think I needed splake and Tiger to kind of finish catching every trout species in Saskatchewan. Oh wow! Um, if I'm correct, I'm pretty sure that there's no cutthroat here. I think that's more of a, a mountainous thing, so um, I could I could have done it. We drove past the lake every day that has the tiger and the splake in it, but just never stopped. So, pretty good for I guess it was ten days. I think nine days. That's so a, that's, yeah, can't complain yeah, about that a, that's trip. That's a pretty
1: good length trip. I mean, were, did you put the the bond eyes to to work from Gord there?
0: I tried. I tried no, so hard. No success. I I, I wanted to. I took uh, the ble- the bleeding heart. Yeah, the bleeding heart. I I took that one up. I I t- talking to one of the biologists up there. The I believe the main forage in the lake didn't get much bigger than like 6 inches, so I didn't take the magnums up there that Gord sent, but mm-hmm. I took the 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 mini the bleeding heart mini there and I tried it out. It's just I I don't I don't know what it was cuz we caught some small ones on some bigger tube baits and stuff, but um it just I kind of I think the timing that it went was Cause you want to use that stuff when you're on them right yeah. and so we it was kind of weird we'd be on them it would be basically what we were doing it was just drop to the bottom and i wasn't really getting much on just jigging the bottom so it was just dropped to the bottom reel up we were actually using the 13 fishing churro which i'd say, already I'm bought for Lake sure churro.
1: that yeah you, you use the churro there and you're getting some lakers there
0: yeah and that was before we i had bought those for lakers even before we had any partnership with 13 because i just like these look like they're gonna they'll eat right yeah. so um was just doing that had on like i wanted to find heavier um jig heads but couldn't find them in the time in the time frame i needed them for so we i think we're using like three quarter to one ounce maybe and yeah just drop it to the bottom and then it was just a steady retrieve up and all of a sudden your rod would just load and you would try and set i had so many tails bitten off of those churros it was it was ridiculous but it'd be like that for like anywhere from like 15 minutes to like 45 minutes and then it was just like the marks would just you couldn't get them to move any, anymore like some of the new ones that would come in so we try and move around and sometimes it pick up again so i tried using the bondi then but I, maybe it was just a bit too much for those lakers even though like lots of them were four to six pounds which that was kind of the the biggest we we had there but there was one i lost about 15 feet down i could see it on the graph and it peeled more drag than any of the other fish so who knows what size that one was but... and
1: those churros right you were using white what were those like four and a quarter inch or were those
0: Yeah, I just ordered I just ordered some more today. I believe it was the 4 and a quarter and it was the smoke and mirrors, okay. uh color. They have a couple different whites, but this is kind of like a oh, what was it? It's kind of like a shiny glittery on yeah. top, I believe. It's got like a, and then white like on a metallic the bottom. in it. Like yeah. Like a metallic flavor. Yeah. So that was yeah, for some reason, I don't know what it is. I I think it's pro I think it stems from some I watched one of John B's videos where he went out with with Spencer, I believe is pronounced last name Samplowski, um, out in the Great Lakes there, and it was just white on white. And ever since then, I'm just like anytime I go for Lakers, pretty well white on white is what I like to go with. So that's kind of what I went with there, and and it, it paid off for sure. It was definitely fun. Got, I think, I took I took my dad, my sister, and two of my buddies throughout the trip out there, and everyone was able to get their first Laker. Dad had caught them before. He he didn't get hooked up unfortunately but he had a couple bites but got my sister on her first two lake trout so she's pretty pumped about that that was actually the those are the only fish she caught during the trip she didn't even fish at otter she was just out there for for the i guess just to hang out and and suntan and whatnot but um yeah the lake trout she was able to do that she actually lost one that um on the spin setup she was using i'd never seen i'd never seen that rod bend more and she lost that one about halfway up so that was kind of disheartening but it happens right so yeah, definitely Sound, a good time. Sounds, yeah. How about your that trip? Sounds like a hell of a trip.
1: My trip, my trip is it was not good. as equivalent to your ten day hardcore fishing trip. Uh, my trip was more of like <laughs> a family vacation. Uh, we just went to Clear Lake, Manitoba, basically just to get away, uh, relax a little bit. And uh, Brooks' brother obviously brought his boat up too, so you know we had the lug- big brown, big brown. We had the luxury of you know getting on the water, which was nice. So um, yeah, definitely a beautiful place Uh, like I mentioned earlier it's it's beautiful I've never been there before Um, get there it's a national park right so they have their own individual licenses uh, because I was just going to get a Manitoba fishing license and I was reading up and a Manitoba fishing license is not valid in the national park so oh yeah so that's if you ever if you're going to Clear Lake you have to get your fishing license right there in the park yeah I never knew that I didn't know that either and uh, so, yeah, first time there, uh, got on the water, realized why they call it Clear Lake. Absolutely beautiful. You're in, you know, 20, 25 feet of water. You can kind of see the rocks on the bottom and just beautiful blue water. Um, it's obviously they're very protective about the park. So everything needs to be, I mean, interprovincially, you need to have everything inspected and, and uh, whatnot for aquatic, whatever, transfer of uh, invasive, invasive species, species, zebra mussels, et cetera. Um, so yeah, we went out there the one morning and we had an early morning like you, it was super, super freaking hot. Um, the whole trip we were there. Um, so we got up early one morning. It was beautiful. Tried to do some walleye fishing. Um, wasn't super successful to start. We actually got into a lot of whitefish, uh, which was honestly super fun. Like we just, we ran into a big pot of whitefish and it was, we thought we were hooking into walleye. Um, as soon as you hook them, you think it's a walleye, but then they start running to the side and, uh, no, they come up pretty quick, but they do, man, they're super underrated. Like they were a ton of fun to fight, like tons of fun to catch. I mean, if, if you're just looking out to, to go have a good time, um, a whitefish bite is definitely something that is something I would do again. Like if I wanted to go out there and have some fun, I would go target whitefish, but, uh, we were looking for walleye. Well, that's what
0: Gord was talking yeah, about. Yeah, he right? mentioned and that he, when we had him on. That, yeah, like, his
1: goal yeah. for this year was to, um, what was it? It was to figure out figure out yeah, figure out a pattern for technique summer, for whitefish. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll have to tell Gord because we were absolutely slamming them, and I was just over an inch away from a master angler whitefish. Like they were, oh, they were big whitefish, um, but yeah, and then we ended up getting into a couple walleye. Um, which was nice and then uh did a little bit of pike fishing caught a not a master angler but a good good sized pike i mean it was it was fat you could tell it was eating well um i think 40 probably, white yeah, probably whitefish you, know, <laughs> so, yeah. uh, i think 41 inches is the manitoba master angler uh length so it was it was not it wasn't even 40 inches so um it would have been nice to get a master angler something that weekend but uh, couldn't get her done, but yeah, it was just tons of fun. Walleye fishing, pike fishing, whitefish fishing, uh, biggest walleye of the trip was in the boat was 24 and a half inches. So, I mean, that's a good size fish. What about out of the boat? Uh, okay. <laughs>
0: Talk. <laughs> I got to say, probably a 33 yeah. inch, right? Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, talking to an old guy. Cause we've never been there before. Right. So we had no mapping. We had, we had nothing. We, we launched the boat into basically blindness. And, um, so we did lots of, you know, driving around mapping and trying new places. Right. We're right by shore, this one place and it's like 90 feet and then you're in the middle of the lake and it's like six feet. Like, it's just, it's all over the place. Yeah. Like oh. rock piles, like there's buoys out there too, that like kind of bounder shallow areas as well. And anyways, it's kind of yeah. weird. Anyways, we, we run into this, talk to this old guy, break, big, big Ran and talk to this old guy and he's said he caught three master angler walleye that day so they're in there wow. <laughs> they're in there we, that's over what 28 I think 28 inches is Ma- is Manitoba's uh, master angler length so, okay I mean if he if he wasn't bullshit and then he had 328s I mean we, we we couldn't find those fish but I mean it'd be nice to go back and, and definitely try um, yeah and then i was I don't know I was talking to some guy on Instagram that he replied to one of my stories. He said there's smallies on uh on the north end of the lake which i i, oh. I didn't know that and be cool. i don't know if they're supposed to be in there right so I, I i don't know we didn't we didn't try for that but
0: you might have just broke a secret that was for your dms only
1: <sighs> well you know what <laughs> he didn't say so so yeah. i don't know he's he had mentioned that like uh some some of the COs and stuff were looking into it and because you could like you could see the beds type thing and they were trying oh, to okay remember remove them so i i think they're not supposed to be supposed in that to be system <laughs> um but anyways yeah so all in all uh we had two two days of fishing out of the five days i was there we did a lot of other things too it was it was tons of fun but um it'd be nice to yeah definitely go on a you know five to ten day fishing trip as well um, but nonetheless if you have the opportunity to go to clear lake i highly recommend it lots to do good fishing and uh the water is absolutely uh, amazing
0: now what were you guys using there with that clear water like what was your approach um for walleye we were uh using
1: uh jigging wraps oh okay yeah we were uh because the water was quite warm too like i mean it was like 75 70 i think 75 was the warmest water that we found but i mean that's pretty warm too so yeah yeah we were jigging jig wrapping for uh for walleye and honestly the whitefish were loving it too
0: well, I think that's a big thing in the winter with them, as they love those, right? Yeah, and
1: right, and a lot of people um, use jigging wraps for vertical jigging, you know, ice fishing, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. And I think more and more people are 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 realizing and and utilizing them in open water. Um, it's definitely fun. Like, when I mean, if you haven't used a jigging wrap for for open water, I mean. You're ripping that thing. And next thing you know, you're going to rip it, and you're you're actually setting the hook. Like, yeah, it's,
0: and you have no idea. Yeah, it's <laughs>
1: exhilarating. And then you have you think you have it pinned, and it lets go.
0: So I've never lost more fish on a on, hook on than a jigging wrap. wrap. I know At it's yeah.
1: yeah, that that happened to me. Oh, I I think it was a walleye because when I man when I hooked into it, it was just straight up and down. It was straight vertical. It wasn't mm-hmm. running to the side like the whitefish, and it was just. It was just sitting there. I could not I could not get this thing up. And sounds like uh, me in the tournament. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was a walleye and uh I I didn't even see it. It was like under the boat. The way the was. Oh, is that thirty three inch walleye? Yeah, it was a thirty three inch walleye out of the boat. Um but yeah, it was underneath the boat, straight vertical. Uh all of a sudden my rod goes straight. I throw my hands in the air. I reel in and my 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 jig was like my jigging wrap was like three feet under the boat. So it was close. No, oh. It would have been nice to just like see what it was. Like if it yeah. was, a, if, even if it was like, a, if, what if it was a master angler whitefish? That would have been cool. Cause I, I haven't recorded a master angler in the Manitoba program. Okay. So that would have been my first. So uh, that would have been cool. Just all in all to either see what it was or have got a master angler fish, but is what it is. Now I just need to go back and Saskatchewan is getting their own master <laughs> angler program. So I don't even need to go back to Manitoba.
0: No, he's got to find the whitefish here. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: But, I mean, speaking of that, like, uh, just talking with James, I mean, he was on on episode 11. If you did not tune into that episode, go check it out. Uh, James talks about the new program that him and the Saskatchewan Wildlife Federation have been working on and are planning to launch soon. So um, go go tune into that episode if you haven't. Lots of great information. I believe that's the first time. Uh, that James has talked about the program publicly. So, a lot of official
0: public release.
1: Yeah, official media release of the Saskatchewan Master Angler program. Go check out that episode. Um, keep your eyes peeled. We'll, I'm sh- sure we'll be posting lots about it once it does or is close to launching. Um, but, yeah, definitely going to be a cool program. Lots of uh, opportunities for anglers here in Saskatchewan and uh, lots of good reason to get people into the sport as well
0: yeah for sure i think that's uh something we can all look forward to um i think we're kind of running near the end of this one here we just kind of wanted to i guess let let you guys know kind of what we were doing kind of explanation as to why there wasn't a guest this week so if you're if you're still listening to us to yahoo's uh thanks thanks for staying uh definitely had some some fun trips there nice getaways for us and ready to get back into it with some some of the guests we have lined up but um unless you have anything else brandon i think uh i think that'll pretty well wrap it up eh
1: Yeah, I mean, if you guys are in the market to upgrade some gear, definitely go check out 13fishing.ca. You can use our code WEEKENDWARRIORS, uh, get 15% off the entire website. I mean, it's crazy. You can get 15% off the entire website. Uh, Lots of great rods, reels, baits, that kind of stuff.
0: It's like there's always a sale.
1: There is, Yeah, basically, there is always a sale if you use our code. Um, But if you would prefer to just win a rod and reel and some baits, then definitely go check out uh. definitely go check out our, our 13 fishing giveaway uh this is our 13th episode we appreciate all of you that tune in so this is just our way to give back to you guys go enter uh it's a it's a what is it a fate black spinning rod with a creed X spinning reel and a bunch of baits i think it's like 200 250 dollar um 13 fishing package so go check that out instagram facebook and uh yeah thanks for tuning in And we'll catch you on the next one.
0: See you later. Thanks for tuning in to the Weekend Warriors Fishing Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to leave a review on your favorite listening platform so we can reach more anglers just like you. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube for media updates and behind-the-scenes content.